You're listening to Tom Fitton's weekly update here on JW Talknet. Hi, everyone. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton here with our weekly update here on social media. Thanks for joining us during this busy corruption week. Virginia is being racked by corruption issues uh, at the top levels of its government. I'll talk about that. We had the State of the Union this week where the president told some tough truths to Congress about the border crisis. I'll get into that a little bit and, and maybe a way out in terms of what needs to be done in terms of border security. But plus, we've got this voter fraud developments that I want to talk about, specifically aliens illegally registering the vote in places like Texas and Pennsylvania, something the big media doesn't want you to know about, but I'm going to alert you to. And on top of that, we've got this continued attack on President Trump, first from the uh, Obama Justice Department, FBI, then from the Mueller operation, but the harassment's continuing with the ethically challenged Adam Schiff, the head of the Intelligence Committee, and other, act, and other activists in the House Democratic Party that are, it looks like, going to abuse their positions to harass the president, and I'll get into that. But first up is an important development related to this harassment of President Trump, uh, where you may have government officials breaking the law uh, to try to overthrow him. And, and I, I'll say it once, I'll say, I've said it once, or I've said it many times, I should say, uh, this is an effort to, through illicit means, this whole Russia-gate collusion concoction is designed to overthrow the duly elected president of the United States. You heard me say it. This is not about finding out what the Russians did. This is not about enforcing the rule of law. This is about abusing the powers of government to target a president that you that the left, in this case, and some never-Trumper Republicans don't like, they're abusing the powers of the government to try to turn him out of office uh, contrary to law. The Justice Department's doing it. The FBI's doing it. The NSA had been involved. The State Department had been involved. The CIA had been involved. The Defense Department had been involved. And now, of course, Congress is full on board with, uh, as I say, what Adam Schiff and the others are doing on the Hill. Uh, but some of, those, some of that rule breaking involves illegal leaks. There have been repeated leaks of uh, classified information to the media, uh, dishonestly characterized in my view, to try to, over, uh, again, overturn the election and undermine President Trump. So national security is second fiddle to the efforts to overthrow the president. So uh, classified information is classified because the government has deemed it, and I'm not pretending that it always should be classified, but you know the government has the right to make this decision. This is what the law requires. Classified information is classified because the release of it would harm national security, put people's lives at risk. Uh, for instance, Time Magazine had a big piece earlier this uh, week uh, detailing the presidential daily briefs, uh, which are classified, very sensitive materials. And that was leaked. And of course, details about the president's reactions, which are designed to make the president uh, seem foolish. Uh, so it's all just spin. But they were willing to break the law with the help of Time Magazine, by the way, journalists don't have the permission of the government to, uh, or, or, or are they allowed to under law? They're never prosecuted, but they're breaking the law too when they 
in theory, publish classified information knowingly. Uh, dangerous, dangerous stuff going on. Other leaks are uh, contrary to law and um, sometimes even false. And so what's going to be done? Now, supposedly there have been leak investigations that have taken place. Uh, for instance, a key staffer on the Senate side has allegedly been involved in leaks, and he was uh, pursued by the Justice Department. Uh, but uh, a lot of these leaks are still un uninvestigated, or uh, there's been no justice for them. If they're being investigated, uh, certainly there's been no conclusion of those investigations. So what Judicial Watch is doing is trying to get some accountability. We obviously have Freedom of Information Act requests and lawsuits about these unauthorized leaks of classified information. Uh, but sometimes we are a bit more direct and demand investigations. And to that end, I signed today on behalf of Judicial Watch. I was proud to, on behalf of Judicial Watch and all of our supporters, sign a complaint for investigation into potential violations of federal law and or Department of Justice regulations with the Office of Inspector General. And the, uh, and the complaint focuses on two arguably illegal leaks. Uh, the first is a BuzzFeed story uh, that is really, uh, it's probably false. Uh, but again, it reflects that there's something going on at the Justice Department or maybe within the Mueller Special Counsel operation that needs investigation. There is a story on January 17, 2018, and the first paragraph reads, President Donald Trump directed his longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump Tower at Moscow. And this is the emphasis. According to two federal law enforcement officials involved in an investigation in the matter. Now, it turns out that uh, Robert Mueller, who... Uh, hasn't really said publicly anything about all of these various stories out there, was forced to come out and say that's not true and, uh, and, and disavowed the information, disavowed the story because, I mean, this suggests that the president uh, authorized a crime to take place. So there was a mini impeachment uh, uh, crisis uh, as this story was released. Of course, no one else was able to confirm it, and, of, and now it's been largely accepted as debunked, uh, but BuzzFeed is standing by the fact these two federal law enforcement sources told them that. Now, you know, James Comey, uh, as we note, uh, authorized a leak investigation into Mayor Giuliani, who allegedly uh, suggested that he had information about Hillary Clinton's investigation, federal, federal agents. I, fr frankly, I think the Comey investigation was bunked because I don't think Giuliani alleged what was uh, that the investigators were on the inside. I think he was just talking about what he was hearing from outsiders. Uh, but similarly, there's got to be an equal application of the law here, and we need to get an investigation into this BuzzFeed leak because, uh, again, this is internal, uh, sensitive information that can't be leaked. And to do so is uh, potentially a crime, especially if it might involve a grand jury information or other private materials protected by law. The second leak is uh, really outrageous, potentially, because you recall the um, abusive Roger Stone raid by the FBI and the Justice Department in Florida. Well, CNN had a heads up on that raid, it's been alleged. Now, CNN says, and they, and they were out there filming 
this early morning raid. Now, CNN said it was their own intrepid reporting. They just kind of figured it out, uh, and they didn't get the leak. Well, I don't believe it. I don't believe it one, one bit. And so um, I don't trust CNN. We don't trust CNN. Uh, we don't think a raid like that uh, CNN guessed about. Uh, so we believe there was a leak. And so as a result, we're asking for an investigation of the potential leak by to CNN from the FBI or DOJ or someone else in a position to know of this sensitive law enforcement information. And specifically, information related to the pending arrest of a suspect would be considered limited official use information, LOU, which is governed by DOJ regulation 2620.7. Limited official use information is unclassified information of a sensitive proprietary or personally private nature which must be protected against release to unauthorized individuals, and this term is prescribed for use within the department to signify such information. Among these categories of information is information that could result in physical risk to the individuals. And obviously the close proximity, as we mentioned in this report or in our complaint, to civilians like the CNN journalists to the scene of an arrest that apparently required upwards of two dozen heavily armed agents would seem to pose a physical risk to not only the individuals at CNN, but the agents and obviously the arrestee or people in the home. Uh, so that's why we've asked that uh, we, uh, that we get uh, the Inspector General commence an investigation. Heads of department organizations shall ensure that prompt and appropriate administrative action is taken against personnel responsible for disclosure of this information. So we, we want something done quickly. Now, believe you me, we are not going to rely on the Inspector General of the Justice Department, uh, who's been notorious for sitting on information, uh, characterizing facts and circumstances in a way to protect the Justice Department from full scrutiny and accountability. We are not going to rely on that Inspector General to do this investigation. We're going to demand that he do his job, but we have separate Freedom of Information Act requests into these uh, alleged leaks, and if we don't get responses as required by law, you can be sure that we will um, uh, think strongly about it. I never guarantee a lawsuit. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but I'm smart enough to know that I can't promise a lawsuit until it's actually filed. And there's never a lawsuit uh, that Judicial I can predict a lawsuit that will be filed by Judicial Watch. Uh, I'm always hesitant to do that because uh, you never know what's going to happen legally between now and the potential lawsuit being filed. So. Uh, believe you me, though, if we don't get the information, this will be high on the list for potential litigation. So we've got the Freedom of Information Act investigation into these illegal leaks trying to destroy Donald Trump, and in the case of Roger Stone, Roger Stone, who is just another way to get at President Trump, hence CNN being out there. So big deal. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Whitaker, the acting attorney general, is testifying uh, today on the Hill. You may be testifying as we speak, and I'm pointing up to the House of Representatives from our offices here, and he said he was disturbed by CNN being out there. Well, disturbed is a good way of putting it, but in the meantime, we need a real investigation as to what went on. How did CNN uh, get access uh, to pre-information that there be a raid here, the information that there be a raid? And it makes it look like 
uh, obviously, that the DOJ and the FBI were looking to embarrass Roger Stone and the President of the United States. And of course, that would fit in quite uh, nicely with other abuses by the Mueller special counsel, done with the approval of the Justice Department. You had the pre-dawn raid with guns drawn on Paul Manafort. You had the outrageous raid directed at uh, Michael Cohen, the President's personal lawyer, which was something that the Justice Department and the FBI rarely, if ever, do, even for the lawyers of uh, criminal organizations such as the mafia and drug dealers. They just don't raid lawyers' offices. But if you're the President's lawyer, they don't care what the rules are. They'll stomp all over you. And then you had this over-the-top raid of Roger Stone, who could have obviously uh, turned himself in. Uh, so this is pretty serious, and uh, we're not going to forget about it. You know, this happens, it's a controversy, and the problem here in the swamp is everyone moves on to the next controversy. And there's never any investigation done substantially of the prior controversy or scandal. But Judicial Watch, you know, we're aware of what's going on currently, but we don't forget about the other scandals. And we do what we can do, given our capacities, to investigate these other scandals. So we haven't forgotten about the Roger Stone raid. In fact, we also have a lawsuit of the Cohen raid. I forget if we have a lawsuit over the Manafort raid. We probably do. I'm sure we've got Manafort voyas. You know, Judicial Watch is just doing the basic oversight on all of these big issues that you probably see or read about, get frustrated that they're happening, and wonder why no one's doing anything. Well, I can tell you, you should feel a little bit better because uh, chances are Judicial Watch is doing something about it. So uh, I'll let you know if we hear back from the OIG about this, uh, but certainly uh, there needs to be something done about these leaks that uh, further, uh, obviously, are designed to uh, destroy President Trump uh, but further shatter the already limited credibility of the Mueller operation. So the president had his uh, State of the Union address this week. Uh, I thought it was a good speech. You know, I don't agree with everything uh, the Trump administration is doing as a matter of policy or politics, but I mean, you don't want to hear about my disagreements on policy. Those are all personal. You know, Judicial Watch's uh, attitude is what about the rule of law? Are we being transparent? Is the administration following the law? Are we advancing the interests of the United States in terms of the Constitution and protecting the rights of citizens? These are the sorts of things a public interest educational foundation like Judicial Watch would be interested in. So to that end, I was very pleased by the President's speech because he spoke about the border security crisis in a way that no president has in a generation. It's a rule of law crisis. It is, an it is an existential threat to the future of our nation, having this unsecure border. It victimizes, and this is what I especially like, because you may have heard me talk about this, he highlighted the fact that uh, it is not a virtue, it is not compassion to have open borders. If you value the humanity of illegal aliens, you want to shut down the human trafficking operation that victimizes them and obviously victimizes innocent Americans as well, but it's a twofer if you've got border security. You're protecting Americans and you're protecting illegal aliens who are being victimized by the human trafficking operations run by the narco-terrorist drug cartels that are controlling virtually all of Mexico. You know, and the left would have you believe there's no crisis. I just love the media telling us, well, you know, they're only arresting so many 
apprehending so many individuals at the border. They used to apprehend a lot more. It used to be a lot more people trying to cross the border illegally. So 400,000 crossing the border illegally isn't a crisis because there was a time when there were a million people were crossing the border illegally. And so if you call it a crisis, you're being misleading. That's the fact check world of the liberal media establishment. It is a crisis. And it's not only a crisis because of the sheer volume of numbers that we have no way of curtailing effectively because we have no security, but also the specific uh, quality or uh, uh, backgrounds of the individuals crossing the border. Too many are criminals and too many are associated with terrorist activity. And I don't say that lightly. And I say that based on, again, government information. The Department of Homeland Security has detailed that there were over 3,000 special interest aliens run into at the border by their people last year. And those are only the ones they caught. Now, what is a special interest alien? Well, they're not a special interest alien because they've got interesting hobbies or fascinating personalities. It's because they're potential terrorists, to be blunt. The definition of a special interest alien generally is a non-U.S. person based on a, who? Based on an analysis of travel patterns potentially poses a national security risk to the United States or its interests. Often such individuals or groups are employing travel patterns or evaluated to probably have a nexus to terrorism. DHS analysis includes an examination of travel patterns, points of origin, and or travel segments that are tied to current assessments of national and international threat environments. This does not mean that SIAs, special interest aliens, are terrorists, quote unquote, but rather that the travel and behavior of such individuals indicates a possible nexus to nefarious activity, including terrorism, and at a minimum provides indicators that necessitate heightened screening and or and further investigation. The term SIA does not indicate any special derogatory information about the individual. So uh, don't read into any more, anything more into it than what DHS says. A general concern that this individual needs a second thorough investigation because he's acting in a way that uh, causes national security uh, alarms to go off. So don't tell me that 3,000 of these, I mean, just think of that, 3,000 that need to be investigated for possible terrorism ties because of their threat activity. Does DHS have the resources to do even thorough vetting there? Of course not. And these, again, are the people who are caught, not the ones who make it across the border, because we have no fence, and the best that DHS or Border Patrol or ICE can do is watch them cross and then maybe go there later to see if there are any others that they pick up at the point that they've watched others cross into. It's a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare on the border. And our Congress continues to dither. I don't know what Congress is going to come up with in terms of a plan that the president will sign on to. You know, the president only wants the bill. He wouldn't hear this from the media. His proposal was only to build five, 234 miles of border wall. Now, what is it, a 2,000-mile border? And I, I don't think every mile of that border needs a wall. 
but certainly it needs more than 234 miles. And yet the open borders crowds in both parties really aren't interested in doing that. And obviously the Democrats, for whatever reason, politically have decided they don't want a border wall at all. Now they may come off of that a bit. So I suspect what will come out will be something that looks like a wall for you know, a few dozen miles. Better than nothing, but not sufficient. And this is why I've highlighted that the president should deploy the military on the border to secure it. Because the wall isn't going to be built for a while, even if it's assuming it's uh, approved at all. But the military can be there tomorrow. So I, I wanted to highlight this issue because uh, the media just doesn't tell you about it. There are, there are thousands and thousands upon daily of individuals we have no clue about who are crossing the border. And our folks can only pick up a few. And frankly, the ones who are picked up oftentimes are released into the interior of the United States. Don't tell me it's not a crisis. It is a crisis. Well, there's a crisis now. Uh, speaking of crises, there's a crisis for... Uh, so just to be clear, uh, it, I don't say this because... I read about it in a newspaper. Our team has been on the border repeatedly. There's been few other groups out there that have done more, that have done more Freedom of Information Act litigation and uh, investigation generally on border and the illegal immigration crisis than Judicial Watch. But we've gone to court to try to stop sanctuary policies. We have that big case now, a major case in San Francisco on behalf of a taxpayer trying to end the deadly, dangerous sanctuary policy in San Francisco. That case goes to trial in July, or it's scheduled to go to trial in July. Our folks were in Guatemala looking at the caravans. There are more caravans coming up. And we told you initially what the truth was. It wasn't women and children. It was all about uh, young men, many of whom were criminals, and, quote, special interest aliens other than Mexicans is the phrase, or other than Central Americans is the phrase, for places like Bangladesh and places where uh, Islamic extremism is on the rise or a major issue in terms of terrorism. So Judicial Watch has been on the front lines on this. And I suggest to you, before I move on to this next point, You've got to let your members of Congress know what you think about these border issues, about the illegal immigration crisis. Because if left to their own devices, they will pretend to secure the border while granting amnesty to millions of illegal aliens. But that, that's, that's the likely outcome, absent intervention <laughs> from uh, an upset populace. That's the likely outcome. And uh, I know President Trump doesn't necessarily buy into the full amnesty agenda, uh, but you know he may be interested in uh, allowing some amnesty in exchange for uh, better border security. And I think that would be a terrible mistake. Amnesty undermines the rule of law. It encourages more illegal immigration. And I guarantee you we'll get the amnesty, but we won't get the necessary border security that supposedly will be dangled in front of us in exchange for the amnesty. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but you've got to keep, keep abreast of these negotiations, be involved in the process. 
write, call, write your con members of Congress, write your letters to the editor, tell your friends and family to do the same. You've got to be activists. You've got to be activists. If you care about the country, you can't leave it to us here in Washington. <laughs> we, you know how that works. So uh, another big thing is um, the, uh, another big crisis is the political controversy in Virginia over the conduct by the governor, the lieutenant governor, and the attorney general, all of whom happen to be Democrats. Now, what had happened is that uh, the Virginia governor was caught on tape. He conducted a radio interview where he seemed to suggest he was okay with this radical pro-abortion position that babies can be aborted up through the moment of birth and maybe even killed after birth. So that was the position of the governor of Virginia. So um, the liberal media uh, funnily said that uh, that position, however controversial, wasn't the news. The news was that conservatives and uh, Republicans, quote, pounced on the governor. Pounced on the governor. So, so it was the conservatives expressing concern and uh, that was the news, because we don't like conservatives, not the outrageous position of a public official that would see, uh, in, in my view, innocent, unborn human beings killed and babies killed, infanticide. So someone else was outraged by that, and he allegedly leaked to a news site, Big League Politics, a copy of a yearbook photo uh, by, from the governor's, uh, I think, college yearbook, that depicted two individuals, one in blackface and one in a Ku Klux Klan hat. Now, the governor came out and apologized for that, and then he said the next day, well, he wasn't in the photo, and so many have called on the governor to resign. Now, for the Dem, uh, Democratic Party, it was a freebie. Obviously, uh, it, it was consistent with their principle that if you've made a racially insensitive comment or were appeared in blackface or even jokingly referred to the Ku Klux Klan, that was a, made you unfit for anything, let alone public office. And it was convenient for them because it put the pro-infanticide position of uh, their uh, allies in, the, in Virginia uh, off the front pages. Then this erupted. Uh, the lieutenant governor, who they would have been happy to have take over as governor, if Northam, the governor, was forced out, uh, is another radical pro-abortion uh, politician. But then it turned out that the lieutenant governor had a problem in the sense that an individual he had a liaison with accused him of sexual assault. And of course, the media has known about this accusation for some time, but has refused to report out on it because it was he said, she said, according to the Washington Post. Now compare and contrast, and I don't know if the lieutenant governor did anything wrong. This woman has come forward. She's made the accusation. He's confirmed they had the liaison. He says it was consensual. She says it was not. And there's other information that suggests she may be telling the truth. But, you know, in the end, the case like that, it would be up to a jury to decide. Now, do I think he needs to resign? I don't know. But the left's own standards would be yes. 
So I don't believe in turning people out of office over prior mistakes or one accusation that hasn't been proven in court. Now, if there's something substantial, maybe there needs to be an investigation. But I tell you what, I went to, and then on top of that, the third in line, so let's say these two end up having to be pushed out. The third in line for the governor of Virginia is the attorney general, another far leftist, Democrat. And um, he confesses to having dressed as Michael Jackson. Maybe I'm confusing the two. Well, anyway, he confessed to appearing in blackface, too, at a party. I, you know, my guess is the left will fix this issue by changing their position on people appearing in blackface. They will say that it's actually not disrespectful. And they will say that it actually shows respect for the black experience. I suspect the left is going to do a complete 180 on that. But in the meantime, they have the position that if you've done something like that, you should resign from office. Of course, none of those politicians have resigned from office yet. But um, the blackface issue to me is a political scandal, uh, and whether they resign or not, you know, that's going to be a political discussion. The more substantial issue uh, in terms of the rule of law is the alleged crime that this Lieutenant Governor Fairfax is accused of in Virginia. Now, I attended the, the Kavanaugh hearings. I attended the, at least one of the initial hearings. And then I attended the, uh, the, the terrible, terrible hearing at which uh, uh, the woman accuser testified and the Kavanaugh testified. Uh, and uh, I remember, I witnessed the Democratic senators demanding a full-on, expansive FBI investigation into the accusations against Kavanaugh. Accusations which compared with the accusation against Lieutenant Governor Fairfax were ridiculous and probably didn't warrant any investigation other than, tell me what happened. Thank you. This is not credible. We're going to move on. I've yet to hear any of these same senators, and maybe, maybe they've said it and I haven't heard it, but I suspect I'm correct here, call for an FBI investigation into the sexual assault allegation against the rising star Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Mr. Fairfax. I haven't seen it. So you can bet Judicial Watch will be asking questions about all these issues through the law that we're able to use, the open records law in Virginia. So all three members, uh, all, you know, the Lieutenant Governor, the Governor, the Attorney General will all be getting questions about their own scandals and information about their colleagues' scandals. But what a mess in Virginia. So uh, Judicial Watch, of course, you know, we, we just don't watch the news. We try to figure out what's going on. We try to figure out the truth. And the media, again, will pass and move along. And as I said, my guess is most of these, these politicians will probably be in office. But we're going to have more answers for you if we're able to use uh, and work the law effectively. So I'll, I'll, I want to close with a discussion on the continued efforts to try to destroy President Trump. Now, I told you about the, uh, the Whitaker hearing that's taking place right now. Uh, the leftists running the Judiciary Committee there are outraged that Mr. Whitaker is refusing to discuss conversations he had with President Trump, which is par for the course. Members of the cabinet don't talk about the advice uh, they give their president. I mean, it's just not, it's protected from disclosure uh, under the Constitution. 
and they also are asking him about their, his uh, monitoring of the Mueller investigation. Now, as I've pointed out to you, uh, Mr. Mueller is king of the Justice Department. He isn't, practically speaking, supervised by any responsible official in the Justice Department. He's appointed, has to give intermittent reports about his uh, and seek requests, uh, authorization to expand his authority. Uh, but he doesn't have to run by anything. Uh, these uh, he doesn't need to run by the, his appointing um, supervisors, whether it be Rosenstein, Steen, or uh, Mr. Whitaker. Now, before he does anything, he doesn't need their approval. Now, after the fact, they can come in and say, "Don't do that." But of course, that's not going to happen politically speaking. So, as I said, in effect, it's King Mueller. So they're not all that satisfied with the Mueller investigation because it's pretty clear Mueller's investigation is going nowhere. It's harassing. It's designed to try to overthrow President Trump. They may try to take out President Trump legally or his family members or other associates. I mean, the abuse, I mean, that we've shown they have a demonstrated record of abuse. For instance, the Southern District of New York, or the deep state Southern District of New York is harassing President Trump with an expansive investigation into his inaugural committee now. It's just, they just want to investigate everything. And I suspect little good faith basis, basis for doing so. There's evidence of a crime, you investigate it. That's fair. But just because you think there might be a crime somewhere doesn't allow you to go investigate something, which is, that's the opposite of the rule of law. So Congress is nervous that uh, Mueller is going is to come up dry. So they've uh, promised expansive harassing investigations as part of this overthrow effort of President Trump. Now, Adam Schiff, the ethically challenged Adam Schiff, who's still subject to an ethics complaint by Judicial Watch for improperly confirming the existence of classified information contrary to House rules, something he accused Nunes of, that Nunes was exonerated of, but for which the Ethics Committee is yet to move on with Mr. Schiff. And on top of that, it's been disclosed this week that Schiff was out in Aspen, Colorado, and he accidentally or magically or incredibly or coincidentally ran into Glenn Simpson, Hillary Clinton's hatchet man for Fusion GPS a witness before the committee. And, of course, he didn't tell anyone in the committee he had a conversation with him. Now, he says the conversation was innocent. I would suggest the Ethics Committee investigate that as well. Maybe he should recuse himself, as he demanded Nunes do. I doubt any of that's going to happen for real. Maybe we'll file an ethics complaint with the Senate, with the Ethics Committee on that issue. I don't know. But Schiff announced an outrageous investigation into the president. And I, I printed off... Mr. Schiff's statement on this, so you could get it from the horse's mouth. Five things. The scope and scale of the Russian government's operation to influence the U.S. political process and the U.S. government's response during and since the 2016 election. So a repeat of the investigation that's already been going on for, that had gone on for 18 months in his own committee. The extent of any links and or coordination between the Russian government or related foreign actors and individuals associated with Donald Trump's campaign, transition administration or business interests in furtherance of the Russian government's interests. Well, business interests. Oh, so now the Intelligence Committee is going to investigate Donald Trump's business. Why? Because they want to. Whether or any, whether any foreign actor has sought to compromise 
or hold leverage, financial or otherwise, over Donald Trump, his family, his business, or his associates. You could drive a truck through that investigation. It's so broad. Whether President Trump, his family, or associates, what are his associates? I like the definition of that. Are or were at any time heightened risk, at heightened risk, or at or at heightened risk of or vulnerable to foreign exploitation, inducement, manipulation, pressure, coercion, or have sought to influence U.S. government policy in the service of foreign interests. So they're going to investigate Donald Trump for everything. Every foreign act he committed as president. Every action as president in foreign policy, Mr. Schiff is going to investigate. Whether any actors, foreign or domestic, sought or are seeking to impede, obstruct, or mislead authorized investigations, into these matters, including those in Congress. I mean, to be fair, obstruction of Congress is rarely investigated or pursued, and so, um, you know, I'm not going to blame them for asking if anyone tried to obstruct their investigation, but of course they would have known that by now. They've already interviewed all these people. So this is an expansive investigation, abusive investigation. It's designed to harass President Trump, and they're going to investigate his finances, his business interests. How far back will they go? We're not talking about policy investigations. We're not talking about oversight of the Justice Department or the intelligence agencies. We're talking about using the power of Congress to investigate one man, not because of his policies, but because he's someone they don't like politically. So. They've announced an abusive investigation, and the president is just going to have to deal with this. I don't know how he's going to deal with it. But voters should, I think, re- react and highlight the fact or, or uh, recognize that this is an abuse. And something else that they're planning to do, the law allows essentially key members of Congress to review the tax return information that is normally privileged or covered or protected from, uh, by law of any American or corporation, any tax return information. And of course, once Congress reviews it, it could be disclosed. It's not supposed to be, but it could be. And and frankly, they probably legally could. Once it goes to Congress, it'd be hard to stop it from being shared with other members of Congress and laundering it through the congressional proceedings and, and processes to get it public. So it's a law that is only used in sensitive situations, but because President Trump hasn't released his uh, multi-volume tax return, the Democrats have hated him, have, have hated that because they see it as an opportunity to rifle through his records and find out uh, what, what he's up to in terms of his business businesses. They're just looking to make to see what the hay they can make. So without a good faith reason for doing so, they're going to be pushing to gain access to President Trump's tax returns. Now, it's no surprise to me that the Democrat left is abusing the powers entrusted to them to abuse the IRS. They did it during the Obama administration with the targeting of the Tea Party and conservatives, stalling their applications to operate Tea Party groups, improper audits of donors, and improper targeting based on politics. And guess what? They're doing it again, and they're planning to target the President of the United States with this. 
Now, I know the law allows them to look at any tax return they want to. But if that law is being abused, I think there might be a credible court case to stop it from happening. So, you know, I, I just want you to think about this as I close. Well, I just ta- I talked about the crisis on the border, right? The crime and all of that, national security crisis. All sorts of other important things going on in our country. And what's the focus of Congress? Abusing the powers entrusted to them by the American people to try to overthrow the President of the United States or harass them or hound them from office through abusive power, like rifling through his tax returns, harassing his family and, quote, associates, simply because they have potentially the technical power to do so. And people wonder why, or the politicians here in town wonder why no one likes them. They don't like them because it's the swamp way that's running things, not the American way. But you can be sure that Judicial Watch will uphold the rule of law, investigate the investigators where appropriate, and try to figure out how to make sure that your constitutional liberties and your personal safety is protected, especially given the illegal alien immigration crisis that so few here in Washington want to deal with. So with that being said, a lot of big news coming out next week, uh, so be sure to tune in to our weekly update next week. And in the meantime, Have a wonderful and safe weekend and week. Thank you. You have just listened to Tom Fitton's weekly update on JW TalkNet. Remember to subscribe and donate at judicialwatch.org slash donate.